Ah, uh, hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Today on episode 117, we have the welcome return of Minter Dial. He was on uh, the podcast on episode 72. A uh, reason why he was returned is he has a book uh, coming out uh, called You Lead. Uh, we talked about many different topics. Uh, we talked about how he uh, what made him come up with this book uh, Some of the concepts from the book We also talked about his podcast as well And what he might be planning to do uh, Getting that out there uh, for the future I've got to say, love talking to this guy He uh, always leaves me much more informed, educated And yes, I always look forward to speaking with him in the future So please sit back, enjoy the podcast And yeah, have an awesome day Anyway, have a good one. Peace. <laughs> ah, hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Woo! This is episode 117, where I have the immense pleasure to welcome back Minter Dial. How are you today, sir? I am rolling. Thanks for having me back. And congratulations on the steadfast rhythm that you have. Huh? Shows great, great persistence. Uh, got to keep pushing forward. Got to keep pushing forward. Yes. The reason why you're back today is you have a new book coming out early next year. Uh, by the time this podcast is out, uh, it will be out on the streets. Uh, yes, you lead. How long did it take you to come up with this book? Well, it, there's a long story in this movie. Um, so let me say that um, I started writing this book mm. back in 2014. And at the time, it was going to be the book of my life. And I had this big ambition. You know, like some people say we have, everyone has a book in them. Yeah. This was going to be it. But little did I know, no, that's, that's not true. It was a lot more circuitous, the route. And, and for a number of absolutely crazy reasons i mean absolutely crazy reasons i had to put it on the shelf and i and i did something else and that led me to do documentary film and might write my other books each time for completely ridiculous reasons serendipitous and sometimes not so fun yeah and then finally i got back to this one and and when kogan page my publisher looked at at the idea uh, and came to me they said no we don't want to make it that type of book we want to make it a leadership book so it's the same content but position for leaders because really the book of my life was all about how do you lead your life mm. and and i wanted it to, to be so vast as to include how to be a father how to be a husband how to be a friend and how to lead at the company. So it's all about leading yourself and with everyone around you. And that was what I sort of originally thought about in this book. And it's come out, it's mostly focused obviously on leading in business. Right, like with regards to leadership in business, especially now, like it does it sort of like, you know how you've got your peacetime leader role and then like your sort of wartime leader role and by basically, Right now, I would say in our sort of time of crisis, this is more of a wartime leader role. Does it sort of go delve into that or is it just general? 
it's general in that respect. And it's an interesting point because we, uh, let's say that I, 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 I'm very quick to say, if you're in business and you are dying for cash, let's put aside some of the other wonderful ideas and let's get cash in the till. Mm. There's a pragmatism because if you're going to go out of business next week, uh, let's, let's not worry about the long-term plans and what we're going to launch in 2024. Yeah, We've got to get cash in the till this week. So you, sometimes it's about being pragmatic. And, and, and yet, even in crisis, I, I would even say specifically because of the pandemic, the notion of being you as an entire individual has never been more important in work. And, and, and while I, was, I wrote this essentially and delivered the final manuscript about four days before we went into lockdown in March of 2020, I, I didn't adapt very much because the same premise held before. But now when you have all these moments where by Zooms and the like, we're seeing into each other's lives, mm. it, it's now more and more obvious for me and I think for others how we need to be fully ourselves because maybe my daughter might run in maybe my cat will jump on the table maybe you can see my personal stuff yeah and and that leads me to want to have a more consistent me of course you can always try to hide everything and stay superficial or you can try to lean in be genuine let's say authentic and that will make people believe you and and want to follow you more. Mm. Yeah, like I've, that, the amount of sort of, with regards to the lockdown and basically people doing interviews like this on television, everything like this, especially when it came to sort of government officials, like everyone was like, okay. What they, I think what a lot of people didn't realize how like someone would actually freeze it all and simply go through each frame by frame and people start reading what books they had on their shelves and stuff like this. So there was kind of more of like, oh, you read this book and you read that book and you've got that picture there, why? And people got more intrigued about some of the stuff, people, who they are a little bit more so. And as you say, being authentic, which can be difficult at times, especially if you've got a home persona, and a work persona as well. <laughs> or or you just don't even know who you are. Yeah, this is very true. Um, yeah. Who am I? Who am I? Into who am I? <laughs> it's like a, so yeah, I can imagine, yeah, very tricky indeed. And with this, like, would you say if someone went, yeah, I don't know who I am or where I sort of need to be, would you say? there are sort of exercises within your book to sort of like give you a little bit more of a, how can I put it, a North Star to who you can be? Of course. So uh, I think that the starting point is just leaning in mm. and feeling about yourself. Are you, are you really aware? Can you, if, if you're always smiling, does that mean you're always happy? Just being more self-aware is the sort of open that, you know, that, that kimono, if you will, to understanding it. And then I, I do have a very uh, specific exercise, but there are many different ones I could propose, but different exercises to try to help you understand who you are. And let me start by saying that I think that a lot of people think they know who they are, 
intellectually we're smart enough yeah i know who i am of course <laughs> you know who are you to tell me yeah. but if you're in a more intimate environment who am i people start to say well yeah i'm not so sure and and the issue is at some level on an intellectual level is we we tend to have very broad ideas of who we are or who we want to be and and it, it, the way i like to frame it is that if you ask people, who do you want to be in 20 years time? And I said, how many of you want to be healthy, wealthy, and, uh, and having fun? And everyone would raise their hand. Mm. The issue with that description is that it, it's not specific. And so we, we have a, a tendency to want to generalize what we are in the future, because who knows what the future is going to be. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I just want to be happy, healthy, and, and, and wealthy, or whatever. Yeah, uh, but these are general characteristics. So the challenge is making those characteristics much more specific to you, that speak to you and differentiate you from the others. Because mm. while we need to belong, we also need to feel as individuals. We might be 7 billion plus rolling around the world and therefore might have people who look like me or act like me in certain areas. Uh, you each want to feel like I'm an individual. So the way to do that is to bear down and try to have a more precise vision of who you want to be. And so I talk about, as you rightly say, this North Star idea. Yeah. And, and the concept is there's various ways to do it. But imagine, as I write in my book, you are having a birthday party and it's going to be your, in, let's say for me, because I, I can reveal my own age, I'm 56. And imagine I'm going to have my 75th birthday. So that means I, in 19 years time, I'm going to be 75, which, wow, that's a thought, by the way. <laughs> so at my 75th birthday party, I am going to be sitting at a table and I'm going to have five friends who, or five people I'm going to invite. And they could be dead or alive, but they're going to be important people to me. They might be people I haven't met even could be role models or or your daughter that you don't have or whatever you know right. um and you just imagine these five people but they need to be quite graphic because what you want to do is ask these five people to at the dinner party or lunch there's a cake comes out and you blow the candles out and then everybody gets to say something and they're going to say the following thing minter happy birthday mate you're 75 today this is why i love you or this is why I respect you, whatever you want them to say. Mm. But it's going to be about who you are, not what you did. Because sure as shit, they're not going to say, I love you because you were the CEO. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's whatever. Uh, so the idea is to describe yourself, project a, de a definition of yourself according to who you are, mm. not what you do or what you did. Of course, you need actions that substantiate who you are, but uh, focus on this exercise on that. And once you got those five sentences from those five individuals, which is a very strategic thing to do to pick those five individuals, by the way, then you have material to craft what is you mm. or what is the you that you want to be. And, and that then you can work with that raw material and craft a sentence which goes along the lines of, uh, I want to be known for the person who, 
who was always there for me or who was generous for uh or someone who's always provoking or who was just uh loving without condition or whatever yeah so th these descriptions so that that becomes my specific north star with the words that are specifically tailored to you it, it's going to be more than just what i was saying it's going to be longer phrase and then that then becomes your determinant as to what you are and are not going to do today because mm. everything needs to feed into that and the more precise and owned that phrase is your north star the more clear things become amongst the choices and importantly the more you're doing things that are aligned with that star the more it's going to bring you back energy even if it requires a substantial amount of energy to do yeah no i oh very nice very nice like that uh yeah but this is a thing i i with this if you did this book say any other year i would say this would not so sort of be, I think, present in many people's mind at well, as present in, in many people's mind, because like, yeah, there are a lot of people uh, out there who've had to change careers, jobs going left, right and center, um, like, yeah, casualties of this, that, the other. But they would not be like, OK, yes, uh, who am I? Where am I going? Or is like, is what I'm doing right now what I want to do for the next 20 30 years or is what is my legacy going to be right now is i think there's a lot of people like going yeah okay right they might have the wolf at the door needing to pay their like their bills but they never they're still like going okay this can happen again and what do i want from this life of mine the only life we get you know so there, say, there are two things that are contributed to that one is the extra time mm. so rather than commute for an hour and a half there an hour and a half back mm. and where you're always running against time we now have more time to think about things and and of course you're also in the cauldron of a specific place which sort of like a zit becomes something you need to pop and you're no longer comfortable all the time you don't have time for air you're you're confined mm. so is and it pushes you to to question life and the second thing of course is when you have something that threatens you existentially uh, as in death you're like well if i only have a few years to leave to live do i want to be doing what i'm doing mm -hmm. and while you may need to get the food in the door for now I can't wait to jump to do something that's more worthwhile, more meaningful. And I think that's where you're right, is that we have this, we're in an existential crisis and, and it's giving many people uh, the opportunity, I'd like to say, to rethink what they're doing and hopefully lean in on doing things that are more meaningful. Mm. Yeah, because like, this is the thing, that when we last spoke, I, I said your career has been a career of two halves. You like went, okay working for L'Oreal, everything's great. And then you was like, you know what, stop. And then you like speaker, like, yeah, consultant. Yeah, podcaster and like author and the list goes on and on. Like with that, like what, like 
How did you all sort of, I don't know if it was a crisis or you just made, I can't remember if it was a crisis or just a clear decision to like make that change, to find that leadership. What was the sort of key for you? So can you revisit that? Well, so it's an interesting question. And, and, it, and let's say it's come up a few times now. Hmm. And it, it gave me the opportunity to dig in on myself a bit. And what I've observed in my life is that actually I had a specific week that was a major crisis week, but crisis in the wonderful tradition of Chinese where there was change and opportunity. Yeah. And I, I had that week back in September, 2001, living in Manhattan and dealing with everything that went down that week in Manhattan, but I didn't change overnight. And, and whereas some people will have a life-changing moment that overnight switches things, I tend to believe that, that generally speaking, there'll be a trigger. And then there's a general process of layering into, because you just, you, you know, it's not practical for people necessarily to slam the door and just leave the job right away because you still have a mortgage to pay and, and, you know, you, there's a level of responsibility that goes into the manner in which you change in general. But what I, I, I would say is that, so I had this particular moment and then little by little, I just felt more and more detached from the importance of selling shampoos, the way they were being sold at L'Oreal. So that you can sell shampoos and, and have meaningfulness in the way you do it or not. So I, I felt detached from that. And I said, enough already. I need to be doing something else. And I wanted to have more impact in what I was feeling was more important to me, which is essentially to elevate the debate and, and make the world as best I can a better place. And so how was I going to do that? Well, then I felt like, oh, maybe I should you know talk about it. And maybe I can do it with lots of companies, not just one. Maybe I can eventually write the book of my life which turned into a few. And I, by the way, I've got two more I'm going to do uh, so far in my mind. Anyway, so that, that and then the film and, and, and all these different ideas uh, as methods to propagate my message, if you will. It's all rather subtle. It's not over the, I try not to be over the head in my messaging, but I do try to have a, a consistent line throughout each of my works, talks, and life in general, even when I'm at home, I want it. There's uh, connecting the dots between everything I'm doing to to make sense. Mm. Like, like this is the thing. It like to get to that point to sort of really sort of find yourself. And I think this is what people don't realize: the amount of hard work it is. Because the amount of times people like. They shuffle from this more core, not even knowing themselves because they like, as you say, they go, I know myself, but they haven't sort of done that work, which is required. And like, look, through the different mediums you've like gone through uh, to get to where you are today. Um, like, look, I forgot about the documentary to be absolutely honest, but doing like doing a documentary is hard enough doing like this is now your fourth book, doing three books prior, and you're talking about doing another two, that's hard work. And like, basically, do you, like, 
Do you think there are going to be a number of people who are going to put in the hard work this time around because it is a fundamental change? Or do you think it's going to be a case of people can still seek that realm of comfort? I want to say two things. One is uh, I, I suspect that we'll have a regular distribution, unfortunately. I, I would hope that more people are going to lean in and become uh, more aware of themselves. But I also think that there's a counter currents where, where, which could lead to ugly things. Mm. Um, of course, you know, that may be, that may be who you are. The person has ugly thoughts and bad intentions. And, and so they discover that. Uh, and, and I think that is sort of an undercurrent of the more nationalistic approaches and some of the more hardcore uh, leaders in certain countries. Mm. Sorry. What? So sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. As I, you don't know how, I don't know how to turn it off. Uh, I just <laughs> launch it across the room. Exactly. Without my wife being upset at me. Maybe I should have added that qualification. Um, so let, let me just, because um, I had the second point. Is that okay? Did you, yep. you'll, you'll be able to cut that out, right? Yep. No worries. Yeah. So we have this this undercurrent that may be more negative in the way that people are viewing themselves. And an example might be Trump. Uh, he is very authentic. He's true to himself. Mm. And that's probably not a good thing. So on the one hand, there's a, it almost feels a license to be less good is coming out in this understanding of, of who he want to be and saying what I want to say even if it might not, if it hurts people and or is not good for the other people. Mm. So I, 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 on balance, I, I tend to hope anyway, that people will want to lean in and strive for a better thing. Because on the other side of hope, you have fear. And in this pandemic, fear has been the operative word. Very few people are, are striving for hope. There's a, I mean, a, fundamental reason for the fear when it comes to certain people that unfortunately have suffered or died because of the pandemic. Mm. But that happens every year. And, and if you want any, you can latch onto anything to drive fear. So my encouragement is to try to look at some hopeful indicators that will make you more fulfilled if you're more aware of your North Star. Because mm. that energy that you get when you finally say, aha, wow, it's ridiculous. Because first of all, I'm going to stop doing shit that's tiring me out, that's getting me off track, that's not contributing. Second of all, when I do the stuff that I'm doing, whoa, fucking A, this is great. I love it. The second thing I wanted to mention, though, is my wife. And when... I went through this process. I was fortunate to be accompanied by somebody who gives me tough love. And basically when I say something, she calls my, she calls me out. No, 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 mentor, no good. You know, that's not you. Come on. I know you better. And it's useful to have a sounding board, somebody who is sufficiently aware of who you are mm. in the bad and the good and is able to tell you to your face, mentor, you know, Rain it in, boy. Or 
or whatever. And so the point, um, uh, yeah, so the point is having somebody who can help you mm. to learn who you are can be really useful because our ability to look in the mirror and see truthfully is, is inevitably a little tainted. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And when you say, yeah, having someone in your life to like, oh, okay, look, come on now, be real. That is a very difficult thing to find because what I tend to find with people, like they meet you a certain way or a certain place in your life and like you get on. I like you. I like you just the way you are. Yeah, it's That's great. A, I've heard of that. I heard that somewhere. I think oh, uh, yeah. song. Well, yes. I, I won't sing a rendition of that. Who knows? Copyright claims and... Uh, <laughs> You'll be banned uh, from YouTube. Yes, and yeah, my lyrical range, not quite where it used to be. <laughs> but yeah, they like you just the way you are. And if you're sort of striving to go, like move yourself up, there are people like, yeah, you don't want to do that. You're, you're kind of like, yeah, don't do this. It's going to be painful. Don't do that. It's going to be wrong. Like sometimes it's just masking stuff what's within them. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, stay here with me. If you become someone else, like if you can become better, I, I'm not too sure we'll be able to hang or do the same things we normally do. And having people who are like, hey, you know what? And I don't mean like people who are just like down on you, to, uh, putting you down into a negative place, but to like, oh yeah, you know what? If you did this, 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 you'll be so much more of a better person. It's not that I don't like who you are right now. It's just, if you want to be your best self, that is a very rare thing to find. Uh, I've can't, I can only say there's only been a handful of people in my life who've been like, hey, come on now, what's going on? And many a person out there, they don't have that at all. They've got yes people around them, which doesn't serve them well, doesn't help them in the long run. Um, and I think it's particularly the, the challenge in a work environment mm. where let's say you're my boss yeah and i have to tell you something that you're not going to like there are few people that have the cojones to do that mm. the relationship the trust and and uh, i mean it needs to be configured as a relationship where we're allowed to do that because if i just come out and scream at my boss <laughs> good luck <laughs> in, in front of everybody else I don't think that's going to work well, come out well for you. So mm. in the workplace, it's, it's, it's also codified. So you have to break that down in a private space it's much less codified mm. and you can find those people if you're willing, but you need to show that you're able to listen without re retribution. You know, and that's, that's a hard place to be. You need to have a certain peace within you mm. to listen deeply to the person who's speaking to you now, because it's a present that they're trying to give to you, but your the little fear factor, the the monkey on your shoulder, the the chip or the whatever, is going to start making you think differently and or not receive the information in a way that's constructive. So, deep breath and listen. <laughs> yes, put your ego aside, people. Put your ego so, aside. <laughs> put that aside and yeah, you never know how far you can grow. But yeah, like, I've just got to think, 
with like with this being your fourth book and you say you want to do two more books as well like and you've put this aside so like with this how can like how do you think things with yourself uh, for your next few years with the realms of growth has it changed since we last spoke have you like been more sort of galvanized to do different things so i have resolved myself to the reality that my future will probably entail much more of talking in a rectangle to a monitor than it is going to be to thousands of adulating fans in a concert hall so yeah that wasn't going to happen anyway mm. But I think that the challenge is figuring out how to transmit my energy, my message, if you will, through a little, little camera into bedrooms and offices and, and home offices around the world. And so I'm, I've spent a considerable amount of time, including on equipment and methodologies to think about how to do that effectively, including, of course, things like sound quality and mm -hmm silence i see it's it's gonna, yes. it can change people's way of listening and, and <laughs> right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, so if we if we're able to think through the techniques just like an actor on a stage this is what it is this is what i've been toying with at that first level the, the other level is these other two books that I have in mind, probably indicative of the path and whichever I write first will certainly be, um, in, I suppose, important. One is, is very personal and really goes back into the, the notion of, of looking at, at my personality and, and within that, not, it's not about me, it's about a personal story that uh, I think is instructive for others. And the other one is really about how absolutely tiny I am in, in light of consciousness mm. in the bigger story. And so in light of is the appropriate term because it's, it's about this notion of enlightenment. Yeah. And how do business people, even politicians, stay enlightened despite their antiquity, old fashionedness, received wisdoms? How do we move from the, the way it was done to the way it could be done? Mm. And so that's what that book's about. And it's sort of, it, it really, it spells, <laughs> it spells trouble in some ways because I wanna talk about the absolutely magnificent opportunities that lie within psychedelics. Yeah. Okay. Like a little mushroom here, a little bit mushroom there. Peyote. Okay. That's it. All uh, that good stuff. So, but that's that's sort of that's what I'm thinking about and uh, expressing it, of course, with lots of personal stories, and hopefully a few experiments. Anyway, we'll see about that. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're doing a few experiments, like um, maybe like in another country uh, and stuff like this. Yeah. Just saying. Say, say no more. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I, yeah, I might be there, <laughs> but that's another story. But yeah, no, I think with regards to sort of how like 
businesses, politicians might have to look at the way things are changing. Uh, like I would say with regards to realms of business, that's mostly going to be a lot easier. Uh, in the realms of politics, hey, <laughs> I think that's going to be a little bit more dicey. Uh, look, with like this 2020, where it should be more focused on like the UK going with Brexit has been, yes, definitely a, a major, not a distraction, but this has been something which has been like far bigger. And now with the end of the year coming up and deadlines looming, is it the 31st of this month when it is the, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Brexit and how this country is gonna sit within Europe and how it's gonna be trading. That's another story right now. So I have a, a feeling that the, the business side of things will not be so easy. So really? first of all, I think economically, it's going to be uh, a disaster or a very big issue going forward. I, you, you only need to look under the cover of many of the poorer countries in the world to see real devastation. Mm. Uh, the impact of, of the lack of trading, uh, the the GDP going down in our country, sometimes it means, you know, I might have 1,000 pounds less to individuals, but for the ripple effect into the more impoverished countries of the world is, is going to be huge. We're going to see famine. We're going to see waves of migrants. We're going to see certain countries continue a la Duterte in the Philippines to use this opportunity to batten down liberties and freedom. And that's where it plays into the political environment, which, by the way, includes us as human beings, because while the politicians sit in different offices, mm. it does have an impact on us. And I think that we have seen in this pandemic, the way it's played out, uh, a siege on democracy, a siege on our liberties, and most depressingly, a monolithic approach by media in the way that they talk about what's happening. And, and, and more often than not, a media that's in cahoots with the government, no matter what side mm. it is. And this monolithic element without debate feels very scary and in certain bad hands will go worse. So I think that on the business side, we really will need to bear down on what we are here for, why we are here, and understand that ultimately it will win out. But if you need cash in the door, it's going to be a tough struggle between the purpose, the long-term intentions, and keeping cash in the door. And on the the government or the, the let's say the political side, I see a lot of shifting going on, where media still struggling to get eyeballs, to get payment, to survive. Some of them uh, are needing to play a different type of of game, which isn't really what media or news outlets should be doing. Investigative news outlets ought to be able to say things that are contrary to the common received wisdoms that are being touted. Mm -hmm. So I think there's three things. There's politics, media, and business. I think all three of them have had a real run-in, if you will, in the last uh, 12 months. And I, I foresee real fallout in all three categories going forward. 
So yeah, there. It's a rather gloomy idea, but I stick with what I want to do, which is to keep on, despite all that, providing hope to people. And as an individual, the real message is, despite all the shit that's going around us, yeah. figure out what your North Star is, and, and you shall lead a life that is fulfilled. You may not have as many toys in the bank or in your chest of toys, but you will feel a better, bigger person for it. If you can follow, find your North Star and follow it. Mm. That, that energy will allow you to overcome the fact that you're not driving a, a, you know, an expensive car, you're driving a, a regular car. You're, you may not have every gadget, but who cares? Those are material possessions. We're gonna to need to figure out how to be more fulfilled without going on a shopping spree. Yeah. No, like this is a thing with regards to myself. Like, yeah, my lady sometimes like worries. Like, if I was in charge of things in this household, um, yeah, <laughs> I think he'll be just like, yeah. There's a, it's a room. There's a bed in the corner. There's a TV. Uh, yeah, there's a table, and yeah, just fair amounts of cut, like minimal cutlery. And she's like, yes, because she goes, I, she goes, I'm a natural minimalist when it comes to that type of thing, but. With regards to like, yeah, what you're saying about the media and getting messages out and because it's, they're losing sort of revenue because then doing more of, I would say a um, clickbait sort of like sensationalist uh, rhetoric uh, more and more. But I would say with today's technology, as you say, you've invested, you're going to be more in the little like squares and stuff like this. You have the potential of much more reach uh, than ever before. Um, look, I, I was checking out your page and like, yeah, there's a little like website called Social Blade. You've like had 50 something thousand views on your YouTube channel, like to date. Like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but yeah. But it's one no, of those that's things. News. I didn't know that. Yeah, but this is the thing. 50,000 views. That could be some people watching again and again and again. But that could be just, yeah, 50,000 different individuals which have watched your content over the period of the lifetime of your YouTube channel. So that means that's a hell of a lot of people to get in contact with. Oh, some might go, oh, but it's not a million. No, shut up. Forget that. It's like, look it's still 50,000 people, which you wouldn't have been able to do that before. Like, You're 100% right. And I, and I think that it's like this dimension of purpose. Mm. A lot of people get a little bit stuck because they want to do the big thing. Yeah. They want to make big impact. And I, I say that the generosity starts with yourself, your family, the people on your street, you know, whatever dimension you can go for just be somewhat realistic about it and then start proceeding. And it may turn out to be more than your street. You, maybe you can do your town. Yeah. Maybe you can do your city, your country, the world, but just dimension your, your ambition, if you will, and then go for it and, and make it happen. And, and the other thing I should say in the, in the realm of positive thought is, as you were mentioning, when I get to, to have a, a greater reach i like more the interest of the diversity of the reach hmm. so i can have people coming to speak or listen both from all over the world hmm. and that is a very enriching ex concept 
that we can have, it's no longer just in the people in my vicinity who are gonna to come to my speech, or if I go to Shanghai, only the people in Shanghai. I can have people from all over the world, presuming we can speak the same language, yeah. participate. Mm. Yeah, with this, like you've like made investment to get sound quality up and make things better. <laughs> but like, yes, do you think you're gonna be like, say, branching out more say with your youtube channel rather than just doing a podcast something more sort of serialistic or is it just going to be a case of you're happy where you are right now well i'm not happy where i am mm. and i'm not well because i i think i have this ambition to do more and i think that the the way forward will be through collaboration mm -hmm. and the i can't just sort of do this in my own corner. Uh, interesting story is um, with Dan Snow, who I had on my show recently, the historian, and he talked about his journey from a podcaster mm -hmm. to exiting or selling uh, a TV network. And, and what he did is he, he used the podcast as top of the funnel to bring in people on history. And he has millions of people downloading his show every week. And then from that, he was able to construct a platform to create History Hit TV, a network, which he ended up selling because it has a subscriber base who pay moolah to watch. So, and he didn't do that by himself. And so I think it's a pretty good instruction on ideas of giving out free content like I do with the blog, with the podcast and try to figure out a, a path that I also need to pay for food on my plate and uh, create a, a little bit more substantial ongoing business. I'm not looking to make a lot of money and I'm not looking to sell out and exit and all that. But to your point, I think I do need to find a way to be a little bit more constructive in this new mode hmm. where I can't just rely on people flying me out to speak for thousands of pounds. I will, I'll need to figure out how to make this little environment in my little office in West Kensington a little better. No, like this is the thing. If anyone can, I'm sure you can. Look, this That's is the thing. Oh yeah, like this is the thing. You know, as I say, you are a busy puppy. And look, uh, over the last few weeks and like with the, I, I always check before I have anyone on. Uh, yeah, your, your podcasting game has really sort of upped itself over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, yes. Uh, fulfilling your sort of meeting a person every, an interesting person every day, if I remember rightly. That's uh, so right. Yes, I tried to help you in that uh, as best as I can and fingers crossed, that. things will happen for you. But yeah, so with this, like, if you had to have a couple, like a hit list of people you wanted to get on your podcast for 2021, is there any sort of particular name out there? See if we can sort of bring that forth from the universe. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind having Steve Jobs on. Ooh. Could be a challenge. Well, hey, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, Steve Jobs. Yeah. I, as I say, I, I am a being of supreme cosmic power, but um, yeah, I... I can't be bringing people back from the head. Maybe but it might be that I have to go the other side. Um, uh, no, I, I, uh, I would probably 
of the interesting people I would love to have, I'd like to have Michelle Obama. Mm. Um, I, I probably would be tending towards to look at more iconic names out there because I enjoy these conversations and assuming that they're the path to have them on the show is equally enjoyable for them. Then I think it would be a, a useful idea going forward. So uh, Branson, he would be, I mean, I've had a chance to chat with him. But, and so I, I think it would be, you know, he'd be an interesting chap to have on. And um, I'm certainly Bezos comes to mind. So those are the types of names that I would be interested in having on. But why on earth would they want to spend time on my show? I have no idea. But here, let me let me tell you though. On the other side, uh, the, the types of people that I do look for, because I get unsolicited requests about two to three a day. Yeah, and and they are just generally not interesting to me. What I am looking for are people who have large personalities that are doing interesting things, and have diverse voices so uh i so because big interesting doesn't necessarily have to be big worldwide it can be doing big things in small places yeah because that's great too and so i you know i'm looking for personalities and looking for authors and looking for people with diverse voices so i oftentimes when it comes to the diverse voices i have to reach out i have to i have to look intentionally to mm -hmm. find them yeah, that's who I'm looking for, 2021. Okay, 2021. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for myself. Yes, Yay. 2021. Like, yeah, look, seeing as you've returned and like, look, I, I've been revealing to people, yes, I'm a being of supreme cosmic power. We may have had this like conversation before, but yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you one more wish. <laughs> it's like for like the future, look, can't be doing the Steve Jobs thing because that's either like bringing like bring him back from dead no, or like send you through time travel and look, like I see the mischief in your eyes. I'm like yeah, before I know it, like I, how how are you sitting in that mansion? Mm, no, <laughs> quick investment there, quick investment there over there. What would your one wish be for the next say five years? Um, my one wish for the next five years. that I am able to have more meaningful conversations in real life with people. That's something I, I think, I think the, the healing of the world will happen through meaningful conversations. And I love it when I have them. I, I would seek to have more of them. And, and it's not about me touching other people, it's about me being touched by other people through meaningful conversations. And, and so I, I endeavor to do them best I can, even through lockdown mode, where I, I do a thing called empathy circles, which are lasting two hours long. And I do it with three or four other people. And for two hours, we have a meaningful conversation. And that's really what I set it out to be. But I can't do them so often and getting everybody organized and, and wanting to do it. We usually, my wife and I, which is that second book I was telling you about, like to do these, um, have meaningful conversations at dinner parties. Mm. So rather than have conversations where we're talking about how great my children are and what I do for a living and, and all this other shit that really, you know, <laughs> I could go without. I want to create environments where we have more meaningful conversations and 
And I think in this way, we all grow. And I think uh, people often say to me, so, so what? at the end of an empathy circle or at the end of a, you know, a meaningful conversation. Mm. And I say, well, the, the, so what now? Well, now is what? Enjoy the now. Yeah. And make it rich, make it meaningful. And then that's for me, the healing path for the future. Ah, superb. I think that's an excellent point to end this conversation. You. Minta, you star, you superstar, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, can you tell the lovely people how they can get hold of you out there, where they can purchase your book? And yeah, everything. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. You have a lovely energy, Amuwa, and it's a pleasure to be on. So uh, Minter Dial is the name. It's uh, this uh, God-given, what well, is parentally given gift uh, of a weird name. Uh, that means that there ain't two of us around. So minterdial.com. Uh, my books are available on all forms of e-tailers. Uh, and I might in it might in, invoke another one which has come up called bookshop.org, which is a, a new initiative out of the United States intending to help independent booksellers. So my books are, are available on that. But of course, you can go and check it out on that little one. I think it's called Ama Ama. Don't, don't, no, um, uh, no, no, don't, don't yeah, worry about those yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Amo, Amoa Masamat. There oh, we go. Mm. The love. It's all about love. It's all about love. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. My, uh, and otherwise, you can check me out on Twitter. I'm at mdial on pretty much every social media there is out there. Ah, superb. I'll put all the links in the description, uh, show notes, so you guys can find it. Please click, please purchase his book. And yes, superb. So I want to just say thank you uh, to Minta for being on today. I'd like to say thank you to my friends, my life warriors out there who are still with us right now. Please stay safe, stay well, be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic, be all the positive bees you can be in this world, and then some. Have a great day, guys. Yeah. Peace. And we are out.